coming this November. From the network that brings you the pub trivia experience, boozy bracketology, and frenemy trivia, a new word game podcast that promises to entertain you in 30 words or less, or it's free, Verboten. Listen in every Tuesday as two teams of competitors square off to try to prove that they have the best words. They'll be joined by our host, the hardest working woman in trivia, Jay Borsum of Liquid Courage Entertainment. In round one, our players will have to prove their word association skills. In round two, their memory will be tested. And in round three, they'll have to untangle the clues that Jay herself has to offer. No two clues will be alike, because on this show, repeating yourself is strictly verboten. Coming soon to the PTE Network. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Fizzy Bracketology, the teen-friendly podcast that believes in three things, sweet drinks, sour opinions, and royal crowning champions. I am, of course, incredibly proud of those terrible puns. Uh, I'm your host once again for this series, Jay. With me once again is our passionate pop-swilling panel of players and pontificators here to PVP each other and present their picks to propel the pinnacles of video game music from the pixelated past to the physics engine present. I wish this weren't an audio medium because you would see our panel collectively holding their heads in shame and disgust at the uh, 13 or so P's I popped into that sentence. I had to use chat GPT to make this extra bad. I need you to know that. The one that threw me was was physical because it's, a, it's at the puss sound. It's the first sound. So I had to, you know. Like I said, I had to use chat GPT I to stick the thing there. <laughs> it got you 95% of the way. Good job. Right. Yeah. And, and anybody who has used chat GPT over the last few months knows that chat GPT is not necessarily Flawless. getting better at anything and in fact <laughs> is actively getting worse at most i think you can blame people for that one yeah, yeah once uh, again a human error rears its yes. ugly head yeah. <laughs> damn humans let's just feedback loop that right yeah. uh but you've already started to hear them so serving as my p2 for this episode and p3 and four and so on that's right we got the multi-taps uh i'm once again joined by our panel of experts uh and we'll start coming from chicagoland with our very good friend jeremy goodson jeremy how you doing what you drinking uh i'm doing good looking forward to seeing where this bracket goes uh we've already made a couple uh shakeups here and uh, we'll see what happens on this next half of the bracket um i am drinking uh, once again a sprecker uh, root beer so i'm going to pop that which is awful uh and uh take a sip and then sit back and wait for this chaos yeah the important thing is you didn't think it was a twist off when it wasn't a twist off that's happened before <laughs> and recently somewhere in this network. Uh, joining Jeremy in our panel is our bracket master, also hailing from Chicagoland and more accurately from approximately 15 feet above my head. Uh, it is my son, Chris. Chris, how you doing? What you drinking? Doing well. Excited to get started. I'm going to be drinking a WC root beer. So really getting all the varieties here. I think that's WBC, isn't it? It's dark. <laughs> 
And now it's very important. It's very important for podcast recording that you do it in the dead of night. <laughs> you get you get really good ambient sound that way. Yep. I I apologize in advance. Really puts uh, like, us in the mood. From from a legal perspective, I'm obligated to apologize in advance uh, for his opinions today. Uh, Jacob Hine from Hindsight Trivia joining us as well today from Louisville, Kentucky. Jacob, how you doing? What you drinking? I'm doing well. Uh, gonna uh, echo what Jeremy said and just watch the rest of this uh, bracket just crumble into nothingness. Um, still a little bitter on the on the fable thing from last week. I've been thinking about it all week. Uh, I'll probably bring it up once or twice uh, tonight as well because I feel like that's my duty uh, to you all. But uh, I am drinking uh, once again a crisp uh, red Coca Cola. So. Ooh, that was quality sound there. Beat that. Beat that, y'all. Considering you're doing it from a headset, that was that was remarkably impressive. Uh, I'm pretty big deal. Especially since (laughs) the Coke wasn't even in frame. Well, the listeners didn't know that, Chris. Come on now. Uh, Moving right through from Shorewood, Illinois, uh, representing our good, good friends at the Critical Grind Board Game Cafe. It's none other than Sean Tennant. Sean, how you doing? What you drinking? Uh, doing good. It's been a pleasant evening, and I'm drinking a can of awesome air. That's all you can really taste the absence. Is yeah, that zero calories? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't get negative calories. It's zero anything. Yeah, right. It, I burn calories trying to pretend to swallow. Yeah, yeah wow. it's the new Coca-Cola Zero in that there is zero Coca-Cola. <laughs> And fifth and finally, uh, we're going to get international with this one. Coming at you from Winnipeg, Manitoba, it is uh, Chris, a.k.a. Moo Man, a.k.a. on Twitch. There is no easy mode. Chris, Moo Man, how you doing? What you drinking? I'm doing lovely. Thank you so much for inviting me back. I'm, of course, also drinking a Coke, but this, uh, you know, I think I've had this last time too, Coke Zero Cherry, um, which... I really should have gone and found something else more exotic. I was actually at a, um, uh, international grocery store and they had, um, do you, do you say Yaritos or Jaritos? They're like Mexican sodas. Have you seen those? Yaritos. I've They're seen so, them. Oh, I honestly good. don't know how you pronounce them. So I've never done it. Never I, conversation. There's a tamarind, uh, one, which I've been meaning to try forever. Cause I, I like tamarind in food. So why not soda? <laughs> Alas, I still don't know what it tastes like. I like yeah, soy sauce in my sushi. Why not in canned Why form? Not? I mean, it's the I same carbonated soy. It's so good. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? I mean, you know what I'm missing in my soft drinks? Umami. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hit all five for sure. Yeah. And here's here's the sad thing, Moo Man, is I've got I've got your credits sitting right up here on my screen, and I actively avoided saying your last name because I, I had noticed. so, so <laughs> many difficulties saying it last week. I'm pretty sure I could just say Nayardi now and be right, and it doesn't matter. I think you were so close. You got to ignore ah. the first A and say the second A, Nairadi. Nairadi. There you go. Fine. You got it. <laughs> Fine. Moo man. It is and henceforth shall be. Uh, yes. As for me, friends, uh, I know that some of you got a little less exotic. I actually went exotic for this recording. I have a thing that I didn't know existed and I don't know should exist. I'll let you know in a few seconds. Uh, this is a Warheads brand sour oh. watermelon soda. Oh, my God. It contains, and I can't stress this enough, 0% juice. 
<laughs> We're gonna learn I things about it any me. other way. Like ninety-two percent sugar. <laughs> so what yeah, what's, what's the uh, calorie? I was there when it. It was the, it's revolutionary experience. It, for it us could all. be worse. Only hundred and fifty. It only has seventy percent of your added sugar content. Uh, let's 70? see how this goes. Yes, seventy percent in one soda. Well, for for sugars, yeah, it's crazy. Hold on. It's been a pleasure knowing you. Goodbye. That's okay. a soda. Yeah, there, there was some facial There's expressions the there. Okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. there it is. I've had the black cherry one, and it's definitely like it hits you afterwards. Like, oh, this tastes like black cherry. Oh, there's the sour. Yeah, I no, I absolutely had I the the blind look you saw in my expression was the okay, this tastes like soda. Yeah, it's definitely watermelon. It's not too bad. Where's the sour? Swallow. Eh, I guess it wasn't. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I had an epiphany of sourness, and nobody wants seen, that in their life. I have not seen Warheads, like, even in a package in years. In years. I forgot they even existed until you just shoot on Unfortunately, where you find them is, like, the vintage candy shops. Oh. It also feels feel just old. kind of weirdly counterintuitive to have Warhead soda. It'd be like if Pixie Sticks had a soda. Like, well, isn't that just soda? Yeah. It's just Don't soda. give them ideas. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta get that '90s kid brand recognition. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Oh, we need some Gushers soda next. I'm gonna break something to you. There's a candy store downtown Chicago, uh, right off of Michigan Avenue, that actually has a Pixie Stick soda. I was afraid to try it. We've gone I, too far. This. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's fizzy bracketology. So, what, what did you say earlier, Moon Man? Uh, the human error has reared its ugly head again. Here it is again. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> Welcome back. (laughs) All right. Now that we're good and warmed up, uh, after an initial episode that saw more than a few contentious matchups, in today's episode, we're going to be heading over to the right-hand side of our bracket to finish out the round of 32. 16 different games and franchises ready to press start to vie for a spot in the Sweet 16 uh, coming up in our next episode. Uh, So panelists, once again, you'll each have one minute to make your case, cast your vote, and we're going to start with our favorite on the right-hand side, the video game series that epitomizes the 90s, speaking of Warhead Soda, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, as our number one seed facing off against our 16 seed, uh, the Xeno series of games. And to find out who is going to advance, we're going to start with Jeremy. What do you think? I hate you that I have to start. To, they're making me start this. Um, this is a lot harder than a one sixteen matchup should be like a lot harder. The Xeno series, and particularly like said, so my my expertise in this, I, I've played some of the newer ones, but I started with Xeno Gears. And it is one of my favorite video game soundtracks of all time. It is really, really good. Um, it, it, it shouldn't be this hard to choose between two because Sonic is Sonic. Everybody, if you hear a Sonic music, any or Sonic's music anywhere, you're going to know it. You know where it's from. Most of the time, if you've played the games, you can even recognize what level it's from. This is, uh, because this is so hard and I have to go first, I'm going to leave it up to the rest of you and I'm going to give at least the pity vote, if nothing else, to Xeno Gears or the Xeno Saga because it deserves the nod, but I already know how I think this is going to end. So I have to give it the nod. It is a solid, solid uh, BGM. All right. Jeremy casting first blood for the Xeno series here. Uh, will this 
Will this spell an upset or is Sonic going to rally back? Let's find out uh, as we move to Chris uh, to see what you think. Okay. The Xeno series is great. Just start with that. It's amazing. Love it. But I have to give it to Sonic just because it is that 90s coolness that I mean, I don't have any nostalgia factor for, obviously. I'm a child. Heard it here first, folks. I'm a child. It is such a encapsulation of that vibe, as well as it does so many things. Like, it has the Green Hill soundtracks that are iconic, pixely, and it's got more lyrical ones in, in the 3D games, which, say what you will about those, the music is one of their best features. So I'm going to be casting for Sonic. All right. Eloquently said, at least at points there, Chris. Uh, it is a 1-1 tie as Sonic has tied it up. Jacob, break that for us and let us know who is going to go in 2-1. to one. Yeah, I uh, agree with Jeremy on this one. I just think this was a really rough matchup for Zeno. Um, I don't think Zeno was seated properly, um, but it is what it is. Um Xeno soundtrack is incredibly pretty. Um, very well done throughout all the games throughout the entire franchise. However, I have to give the nod here to Sonic. Not only is the is the early stuff on the Sega Genesis, like he said, that all the levels you kind of know what level you're playing in just based on the song. Um, that ending that is like one of my favorite ending uh, songs to a level ever. Um, plus. You know, kind of what Chris said, some of the newer 3D Sonics, fantastic. Uh, Supersonic Racing had an excellent soundtrack. Um, yeah, albeit the game wasn't great, but we're not here to talk about the game. We're talking about the music. So I'm going to give the nod to Sonic on this one. And Sonic has the Xeno series on the ropes, two to one. Uh, Sean, is it going to be a walk in the park for Sonic or does Xeno put up a fight? Yeah, this was a tough one because I grew up with Sonic like we all did. And and it was definitely, <clears throat> um, you know, has a nostalgia, you know, being being older and, and everything. And, you know, yeah, you, you hear the music. I agree with that. I, every point that was made is absolutely 100 percent. But if you just take the music for the music, like the Xeno series just had beautiful music, elegant music orchestras and, and 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 lyrics and stuff and i guess for me like sonic especially in the later years it was too techno and i just didn't enjoy techno music so it just it didn't vibe with me right where the music and being as elegant as it was in, in xenos you know gears and chronicles was just beautiful it was it was just fun to listen to um they always did a, you know both both franchises do a great job matching them up you know the the the, the lyrics and the music worked well with the game and the, and the levels and everything. Sure. All that's great. But just for me personally, I enjoyed Xeno gear and Xeno Chronicles music just in general. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tie it up here, go two two and give it to Xeno for this one. Yeah. The Xeno series not going down without a fight. We could have a 16 one upset in the brewing as we bring it over to our fifth and final panelist in just a moment. Uh, Moo man, it is almost fitting that it goes to you because as this is a two, two matchup, uh, it is an opportunity for any panelist who has not done so this round to launch what is known as a buzzer beater, uh, taking a 32nd opportunity to try to sway your opinion one way or the other. Uh, it's fitting that it comes to you because you are the only person who has used 
used their buzzer beater in this round already. So the opportunity is open to any other panelist if they want to try to make their case for one of these franchises to move forward. Uh, I would recommend you speak now. And the fates have fallen into the hands of Moo Man. It is two votes for Sonic the Hedgehog, two votes for the Xeno series. Who is moving on to the Sweet 16? This, I think I know why nobody used the buzzer beater. If you know anything about me, you know I'm an insane Sonic fan. So, like, that would have just been a wasted use of that. <laughs> So, and it, like, yeah, I, there is the nostalgia there. I'm trying not to get too nostalgia blinded because uh, it's easy to do that in these kinds of brackets. But so like credit where credit's due. Xenogiro is, Xeno, Xenogear in particular is an amazing, or uh, is an amazing soundtrack. Uh, second time I'm going to bring her up. I brought her up for the uh, uh, Mana series, but uh, Yoko Shimamura, and I'll bring her up again, uh, worked on this soundtrack. Uh, and she's amazing at RPGs, the, very good at... Um, dynamic and and uh, uh sweeping arrangements but sonic is even the bad games have great soundtracks and there's a lot of bad games it's hard to be out in these sonic streets and and say you're a fan sega doesn't make it easy the other fans don't make it easy but what we can grasp onto is the music is always good so yes sonic gets my vote and you've heard an impassioned final vote from Moo Man as Sonic avoids an early upset and does, in fact, move on to the Sweet 16, beating the Xeno series three to two. Honorable mention to Xeno, uh, who had to fight in a play-in game even to have the opportunity and almost pulled off the upset of the bracket. As we move forward to our next matchup to find out who Sonic will be facing off against next round, uh, this one I think is going to play very interesting, and I'm glad that I don't have to weigh in because our eight seed on the right-hand side of the bracket is a 2018 indie platformer with heart and critical acclaim to spare. It is Celeste that is facing off against our nine seed, a JRPG for every generation, the Pokemon series. Chris, our bracket master, you put this uh, matchup together. Now you have to die by that sword. Uh, who gets your first vote? I love Celeste's music. It's a great, very, it's got a lot of ethereal vibes to it. Very nice. I, but I've got a lot more emotional connection to Pokemon over the years. Like, I learned to read off of Pokemon Black and White, and Jay can confirm that she was there at the time. Yeah, that was that was the deal we made is we would get you Pokemon Black and White, but that's we weren't going to read any of the text to you. And, you know, immersion therapy, it worked. Uh, but continue, please. And now Chris knows all the best words like Politoed and Eevee and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're filling in blanks as we go. <laughs> yeah, so Celeste is great, but I have to go Pokemon because I might be illiterate without it, in all honesty. All right, that's that's an interesting metric to gauge the two by, but, you know, it's your opinion and it's your vote, and your vote has been cast for the Pokemon series that takes an early one nothing lead. Jacob, to you, uh, who gets your nod? Um... <clears throat> I hate to say it, this one uh, was an easy one for me only because I'm not very familiar with the Celeste games. Uh, did not play them much, uh, whereas Pokemon was a huge part of my childhood. Um, not trying to use the nostalgic one here, but the music in Honored is very good, and um, you know they obviously took a lot from the show and brought it into the games. Um, so it worked well. Um, 
not only did you hear Pokemon music within the Pokemon games themselves, but also in other games like uh, Super Smash Bros. and stuff like that, whenever you were at a Pokemon uh, arena, you always heard the music there, and it always fit in super well there as well. So I'm going to have to go Pokemon on this one. And Pokemon up now, now two to nothing over Celeste. Celeste uh, on uh, her final heart, as it were. I don't even think that's a metric. No, Celeste dies as soon as she touches anything. Also, not even not, the name. that's not her name. Wow. No, her no, and I should know this. <laughs> I'm the uh, battling on this one if I keep the going name down the this mountain. road. <laughs> um, actually, I know. Frankenstein's the name of the doctor, actually. Oh, oh after those first two votes, I was really just making sure at least one panelist knew what the heck the game was. Uh, Sean, to you, does Pokemon advance <laughs> on uh, on a cloud of easiness, or does Celeste put up a battle here? Um. Yeah, I'll keep this short and sweet. I, I, I've been playing Pokemon for way too long, and I am not afraid to admit of the amount of time i played and enjoyed it um and celeste was a great game but it, it's music was just so there was too much um it actually reminded me if you've ever seen friends when ross tried to like bring back his piano skills there was just so much happening in the music and so many different instruments and so many different noises it was just too much i didn't enjoy it um and i just i have a soft spot for pokemon so that's what i'm gonna go i'm gonna go pokemon and Pokemon guaranteed to move on to the Sweet 16. However, we still have two opinions, and I, at least, would like to hear them. Moo Man, uh, did, did your previous panelists get this right? Here's where I might run afoul to some of you. I do love Pokemon. I've played it since the first generation, and I continue to play it. I don't think the music in Pokemon, is, I think it's mid, as the kids say. Uh, I, I think that Pokemon music goes in two camps. Uh, sing songy like root music that you're like da 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 and then fast battle music like you get those two kind of things over and over and over again granted those are fine but like they're very simple melodically celeste i'm giving my vote to celeste even though it doesn't matter because it's it's just very interesting it i i find the uh the melodies they use on the different levels like very um I, I find them quite different like the first level first steps is like a a, a very uh, a optimistic sounding track the next level the haunted hotel is very uh, atmospheric and kind of builds as as more crazy things happen in the hotel and that even goes further what i really liked about it a little bit of musical into gaming here um collecting the uh, hidden cassettes unlocks harder versions of the levels and the music is they bring in special guest djs to remix those themes on the harder versions of the level which is just a, a cool little bit of musical arrangement to like reflect you've been here and it's harder now um so i mean I, i'm going to give it to celeste even though it doesn't matter <laughs> it matters to me as a big it's fan true. of the franchise also and canadian so i gotta vote for it that's true uh yeah huge shout out to lena rain the composer of the celeste soundtrack uh, i'm gonna make sure your name gets mentioned even though it's the last time we're gonna be mentioning the series uh it is three to one it could go three to two or it could go four to one it doesn't ultimately affect the outcome but jeremy your opinion still matters what do you have to say I actually don't have a ton to say about this. I, I've heard the Celeste music. I have yet to play the game, even though I've been told multiple times to play it. I have listened to the soundtrack. So I, in that facet, I don't know how well it fits in, but it sounds like it does. Like I said, the music's great. I, I don't see any issues with it at all. But it is up against Pokemon, which was a big part of my childhood, as a lot of people here have said. Um, 
is is Pokemon like do I do I think it's going to make it to the final two? Probably not. I don't think it's that strong, but the music does fit in well where they put it. It's got great battle music. Each town and everything has its own theme. Um, it it kind of helps put you into the game. But again, I don't think it's the best one out there. But either way, um, yeah, I'm just gonna, my Pokemon would get my vote if I was up earlier in the round and it mattered. Uh, but Celeste is fantastic and definitely deserved the nod. Well said there. It is not a sweep, but it is pretty decisive. Pokemon will be advancing to the Sweet 16 to face off against the aforementioned one seed Sonic. But that's a debate for a different episode. We are going to move through into the next quadrant here, uh, which sees the 12 seed Silent Hill, the environmental survival horror juggernaut, face off against this side's five seed, the Ubisoft platformer, with a lot of character in Rayman. And we'll start with Jacob this time around. Hi, I'm Jay, host of the new podcast, Verboten. I'm Brittany, one half of the team behind Frenemy Trivia. And I'm Jeremy, the newest member of the Pub Trivia Experience podcast. And we're coming together today to tell you that this show is sponsored by Critical Grind Board Game Cafe. Critical Grind holds a special place in all three of our hearts. It's a wonderful place to get together with old friends or make some new ones. Whether you're after one of their mini fantastic coffee drinks or one of their signature toasts, Critical Grind's got you covered. With an enormous library of tabletop games available, it's a fantastic place to unwind and celebrate your inner nerd. Vertical Grind is a recognized gaming safe space, which means you can truly be yourself there. Vertical Grind was recently voted Best in Family Recreation for 2023 in its area. And with their new expansion, there's even more fun to come in the future. So check them out near the intersection of Black Road and Route 59 in Shorewood, Illinois. Or if you're not local, find out more about them anyway at linktree.com slash critical grind. Either way, tell Dana and Sean we say hi. Vertical Grind Board Game Cafe. Life is short. Play more games. Proud supporters of the PTE Network. And vice versa. Yeah, so I I did play both of these games as a kid. Um, Silent Hill was probably the first game that I played um, that really creeped me out. I remember the opening scenes from it. Uh, that being said, when it comes to music, I don't remember. I don't remember a lot of music from Silent Hill. I know there's a couple of of maybe motifs that I can recall, but overall it was more of a atmosphere, not atmospheric. That's that's too general, but uh, more of a background type thing that really made you um, kind of feel tense within the area where you were, which I think is great. However, uh, Rayman takes the kick on this for me. Um, the the music in that was just too quirky and good. Um, it was just this. <sighs> funny little character with no arms or legs and you had a goofy soundtrack to go with it and it was different enough to where you know it was recognizable as its own kind of uh thing so yeah rayman's got my vote here all right rayman out to an early one nothing lead over silent hill sean let's see if we tie it up or if we go 2-0 um yeah this is a, this is a good matchup I, I both of them have good soundtracks um but I mean, it just Rayman. It was just fun. Rayman was such a brilliant, goofy game. The sound, the music was fun. It was always upbeat. Um, I think Bongo Bridge was one of my favorite. Just the the banging on the bongos while you're jumping around and acting crazy. Um, full of energy, things like that. Um, I didn't play a lot of Silent Hill. I didn't like the slower mechanic games. I I, I prefer more fast paced, energetic games. Um, so I'm gonna go vote with Rayman on this one just simply because it just like. 
I don't know. It was just it was in a game better and had great music. And then Silent Hill was just kind of like, yeah, you're creeping around the house and there's some music in the background. Sure. And I just like I said, it never never vibed with me. Right. Um, Yeah. So Rayman all the way in this one. It was a good, good, good fun. All right. Rayman up to nothing. Silent Hill trying to stumble away from its own demise here. Uh, Moo Man, uh, does Silent Hill get put out of its misery or does it still have a shot left in the gun? I will admit I listen to a lot of VGM and I can think of two tracks from Silent Hill and that's about it. Uh, the, I think it's Laura's theme from Silent Hill 2 and like the uh, the weird ballet like 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 that's that's about it as opposed to Rayman, which I, I always feel like more people need to play Rayman. I feel like it's that platformer that people are like, oh, yeah, I should get around to playing it. And you really should is it's been around since the PS1 days and has a plethora of different great soundtracks to boot. So, yeah, I'm going to give this uh, a win for Rayman uh, for me as well. All right, Rayman, guaranteed to move on as the five seed. However, we still have two voices we want to hear. Jeremy, to you, uh, did your previous panelists get this one right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, like horror games, and I love Silent Hill. But as everybody else said, like the music isn't there as much to get you into the game as it is to cause tension. It, it, and I, I think atmospheric is kind of the right word for it because it's very background. It's very soft. Um, you know, it'll ramp up a little bit when something big is going to happen, but it's it does a good job doing what it's supposed to do, but it's not a memorable soundtrack. It's not something you put on to listen to. It's good in the game, but I don't think it's that great as just I'm going to put this out of my house when I'm home alone and it's dark. Um, <laughs> but uh, Rayman is fantastic. Uh the soundtrack does exactly what it's supposed to do as well, but it's way more memorable, uh, I think, than uh, Silent Hill. And uh, we're going to be talking about it again soon because it's already moving on. So, yeah, Rayman gets my vote. And Rayman up four to nothing. Now, Chris, is it going to be a sweep? Silent Hill is the musical equivalent of setting the ro- rose petals out on the bed. <laughs> Elaborate, please. I, I do not yeah, think I a pyramid head in that way. No, yeah, no. <laughs> The next 30 seconds of my life are very important for reasons that I cannot express in words, but please continue. Like, it, it helps set things up. But Oh, sets the mood. Okay, uh, I get it. Okay, all right. Oh, okay. A lot and of different other analogies you could have gone with that, but that's fine. Literally any other analogy. <laughs> I think all of us just breathed a sigh of relief once we knew where you're coming from. But what's your going? Than others there, that's Mooman. not what you're focusing on. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but Rayman, he's just a silly, goofy guy. I got to respect him for it. <laughs> All right. Sounds like you're locked in for Rayman then. Yes. And that completes the sweep. Rayman makes easy work of Silent Hill and will be moving on to the Sweet 16 to face the winner of this matchup. Uh, we're going to start with you, Sean, for this one. It sees our 13 seed God of War, the hack and slash series turned emotional combat adventure game uh, against what if Disney decided to get into the video game industry? I the four it. seed is Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I don't like the fact I got to start this. Um... Oh, my God. First off, absolutely amazing games. Um, it, just some of the the scores that they had in God of War, uh, specifically, I think three was like one of my favorites, like just epic, amazing 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to put words around it. I I enjoyed those games probably way too much. Um, and then of course I, I'm I'm a diehard Final Fantasy fan, and the fact that like some of the Kingdom Hearts actually had, if I'm not mistaken, Final Fantasy music in it, um, just absolutely. I don't know. I, I enjoyed every second of them. Um, but I think what's going to sit here thinking about it as we were kind of moving in, the one thing that's going to sway my decision in this is I was heartbroken at how terrible Kingdom Hearts 3 was, unfortunately. Um, and yet a God of War game has never, never upset me. Um, they have been solid throughout their entire franchise, music and everything like that. I did not enjoy Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, I don't think I put time into it unfortunately so i'm gonna i'm gonna go god of war simply because that franchise has not let me down both from gameplay music just all around um so i'm gonna go that way all right and the lower seed takes the one nothing lead i do have to to mirror what you said there sean because i had kingdom hearts 3 on pre-order from amazon for Mm -hmm. five six years i think it came out i played it for about an hour and a half, I got through the nope. first world, and then it was like 45 nonstop minutes of cutscenes, and I had to get ready for work, and I have not touched it since. I don't know what they where they went wrong, unfortunately. But yeah, that was a big disappointment. And but uh, be that as it may, it can still win this matchup. We're gonna move to Moo Man to find out uh where your opinion lies. God of War or Kingdom Hearts. I'm gonna uh uh be real with you guys. I've not played a game in either of these franchises. Really? I well, it, it doesn't help that like I haven't been a PlayStation guy for a long time. <laughs> these are both big PlayStation games, so I don't have that disappointment of Kingdom Hearts three. However, I have listened to the soundtracks of both these games quite extensively. Uh, for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to remove Disney first music, so that entire cutscene of uh, "Let It Go." I'm, I'm letting that go as well. <laughs> um, I I think if, if I'm going to balance both of these, I got to give it slight edge to Yoko Shimomura, the composer of <laughs> Kingdom she's Hearts. Back. She's back. First lady of video game music. Uh, I love the, the soundtrack to God of War. I think it's very powerful and epic and also kind of samey. And when I'm listening to the soundtrack, you know, it's all very high energy choral and, 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 and booming orchestras. Uh, but there's a lot of games that do that, like Assassin's Creed or Prince of Persia, a lot of fantasy games. I feel Skyrim can also kind of be in that conversation as well. Kingdom Hearts, by its nature, goes to so many different worlds and the music adapts very well. Like uh, taking away the Nightmare for Christmas music, she mimics Danny Elfman's style perfectly for the background music in that. So for the wide array of music, I'm giving it to Kingdom Hearts. All right, we've got ourselves a ball game here. Moving over to Jeremy to break it up a 1-1 tie. God of War, Kingdom Hearts, which one's grabbing your vote? This is another one that is way harder than it should be, especially this early on in the bracket. Um, God, I I love both of these franchises. Um, I I think that they both do music very well, and they are one that you can just listen to outside of the game. That being said, as much as I do love the music... From Kingdom Hearts, um, there's a lot of recycled stuff from other games in there um, because they, you have characters from Final Fantasy, you have characters from Disney, um, you have other characters show up throughout there that they've kind of mixed like the whole Square Enix verse into these games, and you you get their music, which is great, and they're fantastic in their own games. Kingdom Hearts has a really good, solid original soundtrack as well, but uh, 
God of War, particularly, and I've played the whole series, but particularly these two new games, uh, God of War and God of War Ragnarok, the music is top notch and it really puts you into the game. This is a hard, hard, hard choice for me, but I think uh, I think I'm going to give my nod to God of War on this one. All right. I'm taking I'm taking that as a final vote. It sounded just confident enough. God of War takes a two one lead. Kingdom Hearts on the ropes here. Chris, uh, do we have a victor or are we going to a buzzer beater? I have a lot of respect for the Kingdom Hearts soundtrack. It is one of the few games that with piano music alone can turn watching Mickey die in in an anime boy's arms from an absolutely (laughs) hilarious concept into something that someone would legitimately feel upset about. Spoilers. The hats off. That is a massive achievement. But I love mythology and God of War scratches that mythological itch with its music. It sounds like myth. And it just it's so I don't know how to put it into words, but I just love how it feels with like the epicness of these myths. So I'm going to go with God of War. All right. That is a third vote for God of War. That'll be moving on. I just want to make sure I understand your argument. Uh, While Kingdom Hearts music makes you feel something, Chris, God of War's music makes you feel something, Chris. That's the distinction. (laughs) Yes. It makes him feel myth. It makes him feel myth. I just yeah. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. It's a it's I know it's a very black and white thing, but, you know, some of our listeners don't understand, you know, the terminology it gets thrown around. I just wanted wanted everybody to be on the same page. Uh, God of War will be upsetting Kingdom Hearts and moving on to the Sweet 16. But uh, who do we have left here to hear from? I believe it's you, Jacob. Jacob, did they get it right? Luckily, I did not have to break a tie on this one because I am I am so torn on this on this selection. Um, I. <sighs> I struggled because I I agree a lot with what uh, Moon Man said about the um, the musical dexterity that she showed while writing all of the different worlds and the musical style that she matched with every world that you go to. Um, but the the God of War series as a whole does have that strong orchestral. Um, body that i really am 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 moved to um and i have to give i have to give my nod to god of war because the overall it was almost like filming it was almost like scoring for a film um the overall work was just too grand um to overcome so i'm gonna have to go out of war on this one does it remind you of the Fable soundtrack by any chance? Uh, you know, it might. Actually, it reminded, reminded me more of the Skyrim one, which I, I really enjoyed. <laughs> now, the Fable soundtrack, which yeah, uh, uh, should <laughs> have been on the last one, uh, definitely beat out the uh, Final Fantasy, you know, um, thing. But we, we didn't get a chance to talk about that because it didn't even get into the play-in. So, um, I regret know. saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you opened the can of worms. The, I did. the worms Here are coming. Is. Why did yeah. you do this, Moo? <laughs> Somewhere in his car, Jeff Woodhead right now is screaming Margaret Atwood 2.0 at you right now. Uh, Yeah, that is a victory for God of War 4 to 1 over Kingdom Hearts, which is good because that means Disney won't sue us for talking about their property more than the fair use requirement allows as we move to the Southeast. 
Eastern portion <laughs> of our overall bracket. Uh, we've got a 314 matchup coming at you. Moo Man, you're going to kick things off as you debate and decide who moves on between our three seed, the 2015 indie game that turned RPGs on their heads in Undertale, uh, squaring off against the 14 seed, the time travel JRPG that is still beloved almost 30 years after it launched, the Chrono series. All right, so I felt bad last week when uh, when we discussed a lot of newer games versus older games and Chris was making quite a lot of cases for these newer games that we don't have the nostalgia for as these as as the old farts in the group Call but my beloved this is where I can kind of get on board with the new one as much as I love Chrono and it is the platonic ideal of uh, SNES JRPG as well as Chrono Cross I, the Undertale music is Amazing. It's still only like seven or six years old, but I still re-listen to this soundtrack constantly. It also helps that the themes of determination uh, 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 really hit with me. I replayed it again with my partner during the pandemic, her playing it for the first time, and it hit us again. It's amazing. And, and lo and behold, that was the fifth anniversary of Undertale. And right when we beat it, we found out that in Japan, live streaming, while the pandemic pandemic's going on, they're doing a full orchestral concert of the Chrono uh, of the Undertale soundtrack. And it, if you've never heard it outside of the bleeps and bloops, holy smokes, Megalovania with a full orchestra knocks your freaking socks off. Uh, a lot of variety. Shouts out to Toby Fox for not only like doing art programming, but writing all the music in this. A true achievement definitely deserves my vote. Go Undertale. That seems enthusiastic to me. It's a one nothing lead for Undertale. Uh, Jeremy, we're going to move to you to weigh in. I, I really enjoy the Undertale music. Um, uh, it's another one of those games where I've actually watched more people play it than I've actually touched it myself yet, because I really do want to go through it. But the music is, is fantastic. With that said, for me, it's up against another one of my like probably top five soundtracks of all time, which is... Uh, Chrono Trigger and then Chrono Cross, uh, nearly as good, but Chrono Trigger for me uh, is one of the best uh, soundtracks to come out of the uh, SNES era, and I still listen to that as particularly the orchestra version of it. Yeah, I'm not gonna draw this out any further. Like the Chrono, the Chrono series is absolutely getting my vote on this one. All right, and pretty enthusiastically tying it up. It's one-to-one between uh, Undertale and Chrono. Uh, Chris, let's see where your kind of unique perspective is going to land on this matchup. So first off, I'd like to bring up that, like I said for Hollow Knight, it's one of the very few games that has a musical and lyricized soundtrack made of its original music. And that is just, to me... It is a amazing sign of how much the community cares about this music and how well it hits the players. And I've I have the Sands Fight Simulator tabbed currently. I've been trying to beat beat that for a couple weeks now, and I still have yet to get bored with Megalovania. I have been hearing it constantly for weeks, and I'm still absolutely enamored with it. So 100% Undertale. All right, we have ourselves a shooting match here. Chrono on the ropes. Uh, Jacob, is it going to go down without a fight, or do we see a 2-2 tie after you've had something to say? Um, 
so I'll be honest, I have not played Undertale yet. Um, I did listen to the soundtrack. However, I did play a bit, um, mostly of Chrono Cross. Didn't play a lot of Chrono Trigger, but I played a lot of Chrono Cross. The Chrono Cross soundtrack is unbelievable. Um, I think it came out in 99, um, which just beautiful writing. The, the way they utilize the very simple acoustic guitar and the very um, melodic lines that the guitar brings, it's just out of this world good. Um, Undertale, you know, it's, it has that nostalgic <laughs> as we put it, beep boop uh, sound, which is great. Um, but uh, between these two, I, I have to go Chrono, the Chrono series on this. All right, you heard it. We have ourselves a 2-2 matchup. And once again, that affords an opportunity for a buzzer beater before we hear from Sean to uh, cast the deciding vote. Would anybody like to launch it here? I would. Chris, take it away. You've got about 30 seconds. I'd like to point out one thing I was hoping to save for for future rounds. I'm pretty sure almost every song in Undertale shares a musical identity in a very specific leitmotif that I can't put my finger on right now, but it is in everything. That leitmotif is in every single song in the entire game. All right, the buzzer beater has been launched. Sean, the deciding vote comes to you. Who will advance to the Sweet 16? Is it going to be our three-seed Undertale, or will it be a 14-seed upset in the Chrono series? So, yeah, uh, tiebreakers. Um, Unfortunately, in this one, I did not play much of Undertale at all um and nothing nothing against the game uh, i saw some videos listen to music and it sounds good but i like i love rpgs chrono is just an amazing series and an amazing franchise i've been playing it for a long time um so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to go that way just because i am more familiar with it um and it is a great soundtrack um we'll see where it holds up later in the round i'm i might be making the wrong choice just on ignorance but that's i'm gonna give my vote to chrono All right, and that makes it, I think, our second straight upset is the 14 seed uh, just by the skin of its teeth takes out Undertale and moves on to the 16. We're going to be hearing (laughs) more about the Chrono series in the next episode, but let's find out who is going to be squaring off against it. Uh, Jeremy, we're going to come back around to you to start this one off your matchup for this next uh, pairing is the 11 seed Hideo Kojima's brilliant stealth-based action series, Metal Gear, uh, against the 6 seed, the Capcom arcade fighting series that brought a spotlight to the entire genre, it's Street Fighter. This is an interesting matchup, uh, to say the least. Metal Gear, it's another one of those games where the music kind of stays more in the background until stuff is ramping up. Or, you know, until you get seen. It's a stealth game. Um... With that said, the music is good, but it's up against Street Fighter, where every single character and every single level has its own music and has through every single game. And it's another one that's really recognizable. Like, you know whose theme that is or you know what level music that is. And uh, yeah, it's fantastically done. It always has been like every game is, uh, you know, sometimes there's some repeats, sometimes there's some new ones. And then you got the new characters and stuff thrown in there. And they've updated it well throughout the years. So uh, Street Fighter is going to get my vote on this one. Uh, Sorry, Kojima. And Street Fighter jumps out to that early 1-0 lead. Chris, to you, Metal Gear or Street Fighter? What's getting your vote? I'm not very familiar with either of these series. I'm going to be totally honest here. Not a big fighting game guy. Not a big stealth guy. Just neither of these are my wheelhouse. So based on what little I do know, and if any of you think I'm horrendously wrong, I probably am. 
am going to I'm going to go with Street Fighter. Don't have strong reasons. It's what I know best. It's like what you feel like. <laughs> Look, Chris, as your parents, I think I'm obligated to inform you of a reality of adult life. And that is most people who have the power of a vote do not know what to do with it. So don't feel too bad. You are certainly not alone. That being said, Street Fighter is officially out to a 2 nothing lead over Metal Gear and could be queuing up for the sweep. Jacob, we'll bring it to you. Uh, where are we falling on this? So... The Metal Gear theme song always sticks out. It's just one of the top songs in my vault of music in my head. And, um, you know, the Street Fighter uh, soundtrack is good. And it is it fits well in the background of the game because you're, you're so focused on your character and finding the other person. And, and, you know, you don't really pay attention to the music so much. Um <sighs> I hate to pick a game based on its on its theme or its uh, I guess main theme song, um, but Metal Gear just just I mean between the two Metal Gear it's just that it's just that's uh, you know what do you call it it's just the itch for me so I'm gonna go with Metal Gear on this one. And we've got a matchup here. It's now 2-1 in favor of Street Fighter after that vote. Sean, to you, does Street Fighter bring it home and move on, or do we move to yet another two-two tie? Um, so this is an interesting one for me. Um, I've heavily played both these games for, since the beginning of time. Um, one of my all-time favorite games is the original 1987 Metal Gear. I have fond memories playing that game with my dad. Um, but also times at the arcades, beating up my friends, and Street Fighter is just amazing. Now, I know I've spent a lot of time in this, and I'm probably not musically inclined to some of the other people here. So I've been basing a lot of my judgments on how I felt playing the game with the music and everything like that and how I enjoyed the game. But I'm going to change it up here. I absolutely diehard love Metal Gear. It's insane. But I agreed 100% with Jeremy. The fact that Street Fighter had like music for every character, music for every stage, the fight music was intense and it was amazing, just made the game and the music in this case just so much more entertaining. And for me, Metal Gear, yeah, Metal Gear is a brilliant game. It is my top five game of all time. But I don't, I don't know the music off the top of my head. <laughs> like, like I just, you're so focused in the game. You don't care what's playing in the background. You don't want to get seen. But Street Fighter was just so fun to play at the arcade, listening to the music. Um, I'm going to go Street Fighter with a vote on this one and go against the, just because I like the game doesn't mean it necessarily had great music in this case. There you go, uh, Sean, going a little off-brand there, but the vote counts. Nonetheless, it is a 3-1 guaranteed victory for Street Fighter. However, Moo Man, we still want to hear from you. Uh, did your fellow panelists get this one right? I mean, yeah, it is, it is a tough one. Um, Metal Gear has a really good main theme. You're, you're not wrong. And special shout-out also to Snake Eater, the James Bond-esque song from Metal Gear 3. Uh, it's up there for one of my favorite tracks, period. But, I mean, I'm just glad that at least one game that Yoko Shimomura worked on is making it on. She worked on the soundtrack to Street Fighter 2 with those memorable themes and how my Guile's theme became a meme. So you guys made the right choice. Awesome. All right, sounds like that's 4-1 to me in the book. Street Fighter moving I mean, on I'm to our just Sweet saying, 16. If we're, if we're basing it off memes, I know a couple Undertale songs that are memes. Oh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> you and I are in agreement here. Memes will get a get a pass for me, for sure. Uh, the fabled <laughs> downfall of Undertale in a previous matchup, not to be discussed again as we move on to our <laughs> penultimate match for oh, this no, episode. 
Uh, Chris, I'm glad your mic is hot because you have the first vote in this upcoming matchup, which sees the seven seed Cuphead, uh, a one of a kind run and gun indie game uh, from 2017, squaring off against our 10 seed Halo, Bungie's signature first person shooter uh, that has become synonymous with the Xbox. Cuphead is so unique. And I love it for that. I, again, am a child and was not alive during the times Cuphead is so fondly reminiscing about. Okay, how many of us on this episode do you think were alive for that, just so I know? I remember paying a nickel to go see a Popeye flick. (laughs) Ah, keep an eye out for the Germany in the 1940s. They're bad eggs. (laughs) What do you hate to do? but me, honestly. (laughs) You've all been around since, like, the... 1700s right anybody past their 30s is ancient i get it yeah we're gonna let you continue as was the style of the time right (laughs) yeah so definitely voting for cuphead especially now that i've made that i've angered you all with it you didn't anger us with cuphead you angered us with the core concept that the 40s aren't for people in their 40s Uh, that being said, Cuphead has jumped out to an early one nothing lead. Jacob, we're going to toss it to you. Yeah, I I, um, I have to go Halo on this one. The breadth of music uh, among all of the Halo games is just too much um, music library to overcome. The, uh, the themes that come in um, that that reappear throughout all the games is just phenomenal. Uh, it fits so well within the game as you're playing. Um, I just, I, there's no, there's no even like competition here. It's, it's Halo. All right. Speaking of no competition, we have a competition. It's now a one-to-one matchup, uh, tossing it down to Sean to break that tie temporarily. Um, this one, these games, I, I don't have strong ties either. I unfortunately was not an Xbox person. Um, but, um, I, I know I'm fully familiar with the Halo franchise. I, I have played games with friends. I, you know, I've played a lot of multiplayer and in, in, in the you know, movies and everything that have come out over time. Again, something that's relatively new, I assume. I'm not familiar with the company either. So I, I'm just going to go vote Halo simply for the fact that, like, keeping that it's a franchise versus a single game, right? Um, it, the plethora of music that you can pick from in Halo will at least lead to better discussions down the road than, a, you know, yeah, Cuphead's fun, amusing, it's got great music, but Halo has stood the test of time at this point. Um, so I'm going to go Halo on this one. All right, and Halo making it a 2-1 match. Cuphead getting walloped here a little bit. Moo Man, does it go down, or do we live on to fight another day and take this to a 2-2 tie? Okay, Halo has a lot more games true and we're looking at franchise i'm saying cuphead has better music in its one game than all of halo <laughs> halo has one great theme which comes up at the best moments it's one song guys you're nostalgic for one song <laughs> cuphead has musicality that is incredibly complex. It uses big band in a way that no other video game uses. How many video game soundtracks do you think of that have solo parts? These the the game is just structured around boss battle. Every level's just a boss battle. And these go long enough that it has time to do actual solos. I can't think of another video game soundtrack that does that. Uh, the, the floral, I think floral panic or pedal panic is like a samba beat. You have uh, marimba in there. 
all really complex and I appreciate so much the uh, the authenticity of the era to go and have all these incredibly and, and the DLC goes on top of that. It's just I don't know. I I listen to both of them and I find the Cuphead one more impressive. So Cuphead. Cuphead it is. And we have ourselves once again a 2-2 tie going into Jeremy, who has the final vote. But first, uh, buzzer beater opportunities are available. Uh, Jacob and Sean, you still have one for this round if you so choose. As a reminder, they will reset for the Sweet 16, so don't feel like you get one for the entire series. I don't see anybody leaping at the opportunity. So, Jeremy, my friend, uh, the decision falls on your shoulders alone. Who will be advancing to the Sweet 16, Cuphead or Halo? This makes me realize why this started out as boozy bracketology and really wish I could have a drink tonight. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, uh, yes, this, I know I'm a burden. <laughs> this is a, uh, another tougher choice than it really should be, but I, I think I do know where I'm going to land on this one. Halo soundtrack, you know, throughout the multiple games has been great. Uh, it has been, it, it's got a buildup in all the games, but I think it was, uh, I, I'm, as Moo pointed out, the the thing it is most recognizable for is that theme music and the music in the game is great, but I've never really felt the need to, Oh, I need to listen to the song from this level cuphead. On the other hand, it is only one game, but it nails its soundtrack. Uh, I think I, I do agree. Moo and I are on the same page on this one. It's one soundtrack might be better than the entire halo franchise. And because of that, Cuphead's going to get my vote. Great. Now I'm, I'm going so to have to go listen to it. <laughs> you should really play the game. Yeah, it was it was a long, long drawn out fight there. Halo, uh, unfortunately, showing why Halo 3 was named ODST and not OST uh, as Cuphead advances <laughs> to the Sweet 16. <laughs> that one yeah, takes a yeah. second, but it'll, you'll yeah. land it. Low blow. Uh, and it'll be facing off against our Final entry in the upcoming round uh, yet to be determined. We're going to start with uh, Jacob for this one where you get to debate the merits uh, between the Mother series, also known as the Earthbound series, our 15 seed, going up against the one video game our listeners have been now waiting for two episodes to hear brought up, the one, the only Mario franchise. Well, I, I have to be honest, I've not heard of Mario. Um, <laughs> it's not a not a game I've played. This must be recent. Uh, Chris Pratt if... played him. If that made me that oh, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah okay. Pratt. I will let you know that it's an indie darling. <laughs> uh, no, um, this one's a no-brainer for me. Mario is the uh, is the only answer on this one. Um, you know. From the very first game that we played uh, for Super Mario Brothers uh, back on the NES uh, to Super Mario Odyssey um, that just came out, the most recent one to come out for Switch. Um, every level has its own great soundtrack. Uh, the themes you can pull them from anywhere. Uh, they always are able to put them in different uh, styles based on whatever kind of level you're in. The aquatic music is great. Um there's just uh, it's except for how close. horrible playing an underwater level is. Well, uh, yeah, but we're talking about music, so um, you know I'm gonna have to I have to go Mario on this one. 
All right, Mario, getting the quick and easy vote from Jacob. Sean, we'll throw to you to see if it goes up to nothing. Yeah, it is. I mean, this is going to be an easy one. I just won't waste time. The only, like, I'm going to give it to Mario, hands on, 100%, because to this day, I am still always impressed of the, like, musical transition you have from level one to level two in the original NES music. Like, back then, that was mind-blowing. And just that, like, that, like, upbeat, quick, fast-paced, yada, yada, to the dark, depth, deep music. I was like, what the? It was two different games right there, and that was beautiful. So Mario, hands down. All right, Mario up to nothing. Uh, this is going to be potentially the mother of all blowouts at this rate. Let's see what uh, Moo Man has to say. Does Mario uh, walk through, or do we have ourselves a match? Well, thanks for showing up, Earthbound. It's great that you, you know, you came all the way here. Uh, I think we're going to pass, though. You know, it's you, you're, you're a quirky uh, indie darling, not even indie darling, a for- forgettable late era SNES game, um, which I love. You got a lot of personality, but he's a Mario. Come on. <laughs> he's a Mario. Mario. It's a him. Didn't we, yeah, have, like, Mario's- didn't we have a deep debate between Mother and like its play-in companion with High Rush? We like went into depth with that one. So It's true. It's true. And yeah, they just, just just know our opinions point. about Earthbound. Yeah. Earthbound is sensational, but you're coming for the king. You're not going to get that crown. Mario is getting my vote. And Mario moves on, I would say, pretty easily here in a 2-15 to 15, uh, matchup that I think a lot of us saw the writing on the wall going in. However, Jeremy, uh, we still want to hear from you. Is it going to be the, the bloodbath I think it is? Or are you going to cast some kind of vote, uh, pity or otherwise, for Mother or Earthbound? Uh, Earthbound, we hardly knew you. Um, <laughs> I, I think it deserved the nod on this bracket. It does have some fantastic music. But it's up against Mario that has had an evolving soundtrack for years. And let's not forget about Super Mario RPG, which in itself... Hey, do you know who wrote the soundtrack to Super Mario RPG? Do you know who wrote that soundtrack? Why don't you tell me who wrote it? It was Yoko Shimomura! (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, Yeah, there's this isn't even a contest, unfortunately. Like I said, I love Earthbound. I love the music. But... You could just put Earthbound against Super Mario RPG alone. Leave out all the iconic stuff that everybody knows. Just it, it it's easy. Mario wins this one. And Mario wins for nothing for now. Could be a sweep. Chris, uh, you have the final vote of the episode. Who's getting it? I'm glad you brought up Mario RPG because I was going to clarify, just so the listeners are aware, that... Mario is referring to the platformers, to the party games, to the kart racers, to the RPGs. It has so much. So, so much. It is frankly ridiculous. And uh, as I currently have Paper Mario open on my entirely legitimate N64 that I definitely have in my room, I swear... (laughs) definitely mario and uh coming to the surprise of i think very few uh mario has in fact made it a 5-0 sweep moves easily into the sweet 16 as the two seed overall on the right hand side of the bracket uh that of course brings our opening round of 32 to a conclusion uh the sweet 16 has now been seeded and joining all the winners from last week uh we have the one seed the sonic series will be facing off next week against the nine seed 
seed in the Pokemon franchise. Uh, the five seed Rayman has advanced on and will be playing against a 13 seed upset in God of War. Our 14 seed upset Chrono uh, Trigger and Cross will be facing off against our six seed Street Fighter. And in the final match of the Sweet 16, the seven seed Cuphead will be squaring off against the two seed in the super, not even super, just the Mario franchise entirely. Uh, friends, do you want to tell the guests who agreed with your picks how much you appreciate them? Uh, be sure to head over to ptebb.com after the show where you can find our Discord and Facebook page. Post your thoughts. Uh, if you think the panel got it wrong, ptebb.com also has your portal to appear as a panelist on a future episode. It's not as easy as it looks. Uh, want to keep supporting this show and others on the PTE network? You'll find access to the network's uh, Patreon and merch store at ptebb.com as well. And with that all said, uh, as we prepare for the Sweet 16 next time, thank you so much for joining us once again. Uh, Until then, I've been Jay. I've been Jeremy. I've been Chris. I've been Jacob. I've been Sean. I've been Moo Man. (laughs) We'll see you next time.